Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about accessing your inner child aura, how to do it, how it helps you. And we're talking about how those energies from when you were a kid are kind of frozen in time and how defrosting them with attention can release them into your life to work for you in productive ways, not against you in more stuck subconscious ways. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So vulnerable Scotty is my guest uh, All right. Today. It, that feels like I'm going to be doing some shadow work today. <laughs> feels like I'm going deep. Shadow work. I'm, t- I'm turning off the jokey Scotty. Okay. And I'm turning on the vulnerable Scotty right now. Okay. Okay. All right. Good job. Um, so we've talked about, or you're red, so you have a red blue aura. Right. All right. And we have talked in our other inner child episodes about what that looked like on you as a kid, because I looking at your picture as a child, it's just kind of different insight than I see today. Because when, when we're all children, we're more vulnerable, we're more accessible, our energy isn't nervous to outreach or it hasn't built those walls up yet or whatever. And what I noticed with you as a kid is you were perhaps way more blue than you are now. So, and if I wasn't going to say colors and I was just going to use words to describe it, I would say, I feel like as a kid, you were more emotionally uh, vulnerable at the get-go all the time without fear. Okay. And now I feel like that's something that you save once you feel comfortable in a situation. It's not something that you lead with. Um, and, and we were talking about this actually before the episode and, and you said that had something to do, you feel with kind of just what you were told growing up. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting because, you know, now that I think back on this and I, and I know all about this, I mean, I truly wish, and I guess Scotty back then wouldn't have understand, stood this anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I truly wish I knew that I was a red blow as a kid. Now, again, I am going to preface that by saying I would have no idea what that meant. I wouldn't have believed it. I would be <laughs> right. like, okay, whatever, right. even if I didn't know. But it's such a power to know those colors. Um, and, well, here's the thing. When I, when I was growing up, and most kids, ha- you know, what, what's like the number one question your grandparents ask you mm-hmm. or an aunt ask you? What do you want to be when you grow up? Yes. You know, how are you doing in school? What do you want to use your schooling for? Right. right. That's, just, that's the questions they ask you. And, you know, I, you know, when I was very little, I probably said veterinarian, work with right. animals. Right. But then once, you know, I grew up a few years, it was always I wanted to be, a, I would either say like a businessman or I mm-hmm. want to work for myself mm-hmm. or I wanted to own, I always used to say a, a pizza store. Right. Um, that was your big one. That was my big store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to own a pizza store. I want to own a pizza store. Uh, something of that nature. Or I want to be a stockbroker, you know, something that I would have my own autonomy with. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why i yeah. would say that i just would always say that right it was just something you know that's i don't know like that's a red aura thing it's yeah like as a kid but I didn't know that. red aura kids need to be in charge right and you know like nobody would even have to know a kid's aura you just kind of have to see them as as their own entity like not an extension of what you need them to be or want them to be you know what yeah. i mean but yeah like a red aura kid that's that's totally normal yeah so but again, I okay. So there was me always saying that, mm-hmm. and then there were forces, you know, my parents always telling me no. That's you can't do that. Right. You know. So every time I would say, "Hey, oh, you know, I want to own a pizza shop, whatever," right. they would come with, "Well, you can't do that because this, this, and this. It, right. the, the chances of that success, being successful are 
zero. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to fail. Right. It's gonna, you can't do that. You're just lazy. You don't want to go out and, you know, get a, you know, a job or whatever, a real job. Or a real job, Yeah, right. something like that. Yeah. And that was like my entire <laughs> childhood and pretty much most of my adulthood. Yeah. Like so, who you are is a character flaw. Actually, like yeah. your authentic self, yeah, was a character flaw. Yeah, it, it it was weird. I like almost equated, and again, I like I said, I didn't know I had a red aura at the time, and I didn't know why I always wanted to mm-hmm. just own my own business. But that's just why I, I had no idea how to do it. Uh, no one taught me that either. But it was yeah, it, it was real. It became like that. How do I put this? The idea of owning my own business. Mm-hmm. To me, seemed easier than it would have been to like climb Mount Everest. Yeah, like that's how hard it seemed of a task. Like, like just owning a pizza store would it? Yeah, like every like like you walk into a million times in your life is the same as yeah, like some sort of ridiculous. Yeah, feat. I would have told you if you told me like which one could you do first, I'd be like, oh, I can climb Mount Everest before, before I can get a pizza store. Right. That's like, how you really felt deep down. Like this is an impossible dream. An It'll impossible never happen. dream. Right. But yet. That's all I ever wanted. Yeah. Like I taught for 20 years. I put 20 years of teaching in. Right. And every day that I went to work. Yeah. Like, you know, when I say every day, like 90% of the day. Right. I wanted to own my own business. Yeah. Like I wanted to just work for myself. Mm -hmm. But it was ingrained in me that that's failure. That's laziness. Yeah. All these other things. You can't do that. You know, where's your, where's your insurance? Where's your health insurance? Right. All these things that were told taught to me you can't do that right like you're that's a disgraceful thing to do teaching's fine that's great right you know it's very reliable you get a pension it's so funny though because i know them and they give so much credit to other people that do that yeah you know what i mean like 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 they do the comparison thing like so-and-so's kid owns his own business he's so rich and successful like he's amazing like so i get like it's funny because it's like i hear that all the time and I'm sure, you know, you hear it, you heard it a lot growing up that way. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it's, it's true. And it, it's, I, again, I guess it was just in me. Yeah. And it was always weird, even when I was teaching, because I always like, you know, so many people, I mean, I'm sure there's teachers and they love it and they were going to do it for the, you know, cause I probably had another 15 years to go yeah. if I didn't do this Yeah. and they were going to do it throughout their career and they probably love it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like for me. It was like how 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 is everyone doing this? Yeah. Like I didn't understand. It. Like how do they do it? Yeah. Yeah. How do they do this? And I always thought like shouldn't everyone be trying to get out of this yeah. to try to work out their own business? But I didn't understand. Yeah. That's because I have the red aura. I, I didn't know people were yellow and green, right? Different colors in there and blues, and they love doing it, right? But for me, it was like every day a struggle. Like how do I get out of this? Yeah. And work for myself. And and why don't I like it? And why like, don't I like it? Yeah, I didn't understand. Like what's wrong with me? Why don't I like it? I know. Right. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting just like you, you talking about this just because I know you, but I, I see this so much with readings too. You spent all your energy instead of at a young age learning the tools to deal with all the things that they were telling you were risks. Like, right. okay, like you, it could go under. Oh, you better learn some accounting. You better learn some business skills. Like go have an apprenticeship. Go work with somebody like that. Right. Instead of taking the energy like, okay, yeah, here are the risks, but you ha- you can get skills to to – get around that it was more just like absolutely not and what it's like a waste of time you know and nothing's a waste of time but in a way you could look at it like that that you weren't using that 
that red aura to be productive, you were using it to fight off the, to be defensive towards it. Even. Yeah. So you were like defending it. And what I noticed with you, and you know, if I don't look at you like my husband or even a friend or anything, just a person, I would say the way that your aura is, is you have this like red shield and then inside the blue is very much stuck at kind of a younger age for you. And that's what happens with people. And that's why I'm doing this episode because when you overused one of your colors and in a way that perhaps was more for your protection or getting around it or dealing with or coping mechanisms, the other one that you're actually trying to protect becomes very, very stuck and frozen in a state of time. And so even now, just like, cause I'm married to you, (laughs) like if I just say something, if you're like, Oh, I want I don't know, let's have tacos for dinner. And if the three of us are like, no, that's a terrible idea, you can get like really offended sometimes. Not as much as you used to, because I think we all talk like this now. But that is something you're like, oh, gosh, you know, you guys never let me do what I want to do. Or I'm, you know, you can go into like eight year old you and stamp your foot. And because you're, what you're hearing is you have terrible ideas, you know? And so like the version inside of you can't handle the criticism or like someone disagreeing or yeah. someone just saying something because it's always going to be what you heard as a kid equating to like, Hey, you're not smart enough to come up with anything. No, I, I know. And look, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people went through this, but yeah. yes, I, I was, I was beaten down mm-hmm. and I was always taught that I'm really kind of less than. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, it did take a toll. It did take a toll. It did. It did. Because it was, it's weird because even when I did the – with Brett, I did the yeah. hypnosis. The and hypnosis, asked, yeah. And I'm really good. I guess I'm a good – that's one thing I'm good at. So, yes. <laughs> But we did the thing where do you believe in yourself? And the answer, my – what is it? Subconscious Your subconscious. Said no. <laughs> yeah. Now, Brett switched it to make me believe in myself. And I actually do believe in myself more than I used to. Yeah, that's – And that's yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I was really never praised for anything. Right. So, but it, yeah, and, but, and, but I, you, I mean, look, but I, don't, learn- I, don't, I don't feel sorry for myself, but that's just how it was. And, um, yeah. you know, you, you just have to live with it. And it took me longer to get to the place yeah. where I now, you know, work, we work together. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, you can call it a practice, whatever you want to call it. But right. now I don't have a boss. It's right. just the two of us. Yeah. And I'll tell you, every single day now I feel like I won the lottery oh, because. Yeah. Because you're living what you're, what, who you authentically yeah. align to. It's not a pizza store. But it's yeah, and, I, and if you and if you told me like, hey, I guess if you would have told me back then, what would I, I wonder what I said? Like, you would have your own, you could work for yourself, imagine. but you're going to have a podcast and be part of a spiritual community, community right. and, and practice, right? And but if you told me, hey, you're going to be working for yourself, I'd probably be yeah, okay, whatever. It didn't matter, yeah, yeah it didn't matter the pizza, oh, selling ice cream, socks. socks. You'd be happy. I'd yeah. be happy. Right. Yeah, it's just the concept that I'm doing it. For myself. Right. And no one's above me. Nobody's telling you what to do. Yeah. You're, you're making your own way. Yeah. You're, you're navigating it yourself. And I always did try to do it as a kid. You know, like I tried. I mean, I'd get knocked down all the time. Oh, my God. And that was a problem. Like, and Do you remember a specific time? or? You know, I blocked so I'm much. I'm going to tell you guys I, I something. pretty much No, you guys, out. I hear this all the time. There's so many of you blocked memories in your childhood. I'm telling you what. And I know there's a psychological reason for this. And like, I am not... A specialist. I am not a medical professional and please go work with them a hundred percent. But from my energetic perspective, your aura freezes 
where you got hurt the most. And it is a protection thing that you don't access it. Um, but I see that in colors on people. Like I see it in colors on people. That's why I started asking for photos of you as, as people, as kids, because if you don't remember your childhood, something happened. And the thing is, is the subconscious feelings are still ruling you, even if you don't remember it. So whatever you, yeah. you know, so what you're picking up right now, when you, when you try to access it is, is a lot of you just like, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. Cause you'd probably be like a puddle. Yeah. You know, I agree with that hundred percent. You might go back to like eight year old you. Yeah. And, and it, it hurts too much, but, but yeah. like, where is it ruling you? No, it's still, and I think it still does. It does. Me. Yeah. But I, you've I gotten mean, better. I, I try. I've fought yeah. it and now, I mean, yeah. And I try to, yeah. Do you feel right. like understanding it's helped? Yes. Yes. Okay. If, if, like I said, to start, if I knew I was a red blue as a kid and right. I was had like the brain to under capacity to understand what that meant that that can change your life that right. is so life changing now right. for me it would have went to waste if you went back See, and you told like, eight-year-old scotty you're the a way blue, that you're talking about yourself even now is terrible i know like how like you always you know you do that and we laugh i know like that you just that you just got spiritually recently but you do talk bad about yourself of course, kids have well, I'm the just, most ability of anybody i talk to to understand this stuff. well i guess that like literally my... <laughs> <laughs> like when a kid comes over to our house and you start just like hey what does your mom do colors like oh i'm yellow it's like they get it like immediately and they know what that means yeah i just don't know if that eight-year-old ten-year-old Scotty would have gotten any of this. You stuff. have to understand the colors part. It's just somebody it being like, "Hey, Scott, you want to work for yourself? Cool. There's risks, so you're gonna have to work really hard to learn what to do." Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to learn some math? Are you ready to learn business skills? Are you ready to learn accounting? Are you like, yeah. Yes, I am. I, yes, I am. I okay, wanted cool. to. No one yeah. encouraged it. That, right. I mean, and that's and again, that's you know, and like you said, I'm a very late bloomer. <laughs> but yeah, and that, that's why, like, I botched my high school because I, I, yeah. I was so – I just botched it. And then, you know, everyone knows I got – that listens to the podcast, oh, knows yeah. I got a point nine my first semester like, or 1.1 1. 1 or something. Like one. Braveheart. Yeah. It was you your freshman year apparently. Freshman year, <laughs> average 1.0 GPA. Right. I didn't even apply to any of my colleges. My parents applied to all the colleges for me. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I didn't want to even know about it because I – they were putting me – I told everyone this already – in physical yeah. therapy. I oh, mean yeah. if anyone knows me, like that would be the least thing that I could ever do. <laughs> do you want to touch people for healing? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> God bless the people that do do that, but that's not Scott. Yeah. But, it, no. you know, <laughs> but there must have been something in me – there must be something in your aura or in you, and, like, in you that strives to get to that – what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. even when I was – like here's the thing. When I was – in college, failing all the classes, yeah, and then I went for my master's, and I was working at Domino's Pizza. But right. at the same time, I was doing one little thing that actually helped me get to the point where I am now. Okay, and that was I was learning the stock market. Right, I didn't know it at the time. I couldn't have told you it was my red aura trying to kick it was kick really it in, trying to get you to do something. But when everyone like everyone was studying for the history test, like trying to you know get an A in the class, mm-hmm. I was studying the like. What Microsoft was doing, right? And and weren't you auditing the classes even? I I did, yeah, yeah. Even just I did an economics class, so so right. I could get some of the basic. Yeah. So funny, like I was actually auditing the class, and even that class I didn't start showing up because <laughs> I never showed up to any of my classes. So the class, class that I actually signed up just for to learn something, and yeah. I didn't even go to that eventually. That's funny, but yes, I was trying to teach myself right. the basics 
of business yeah. and stock and the stock market. It's funny because like I went on a huge run. I was probably the richest guy working at those pizza right. because I was trading stocks and uh, making a lot of money at that time yeah. doing it. And then I kind of didn't understand patterns, so it all went right. to pot and I lost it all. Yeah, but now I understand the patterns. But, but even but, at that time, because I was actually around for when you did lose it all, you were. <laughs> I. That's the other thing, like you weren't able to prep for failure because that's the other thing when your blue aura was being protected all the time that you, you don't know how to fall and get up again. You don't know how to fall. Like once you fall, you're like, Oh my God, they were right. I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. This is dumb. And that's when I think you start. That is when you got into teaching. (laughs) It was after I lost it all, but yeah, it was a good, it was a good run because even like, like I said, no one probably even knew I had a, a master's in history, but they all knew I was a stock, guru yeah. even even the owner of the domino's pizza oh, would really? ask me for stock tips yeah which i gave him and made him a lot of money because um, he had you know a lot of money, money than more, yeah more money than me <laughs> you know i'm playing with whatever i had like, yeah but yeah so, but even there i the red yeah. order probably was trying to to break through right I think, yeah it, it's amazing how yeah i mean it's just to me just like with a little bit of attention yeah how much people can grow if you didn't get that as a kid and i'm not even saying this is like you could have had the best childhood or the worst childhood everybody does this everybody gets frozen in little spots but it's the like oh gosh this this is such a thing for parenting like i try to do with our kids all the time i'm like oh my god see them for who they are encourage them for who they are try to give them the tools for who they are not who you need them to be not what's easier for you not because you know not not what's against your insecurities like i'm always trying and i know i'm not doing it perfect but i'm trying and i feel like we have to do it for ourselves now too, all of us. And that's what this episode is dedicated yeah. for. You can self-parent. You can raise yourself right now again. We can do this together. That's what this episode's about because you did it. You know, like yeah. you did it for yourself. You're working on it. It's a lifelong process and, and everybody listening, we can all do it together. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that because actually, and I stopped doing this, but a, like a year or so ago, I kept bugging Brie all the time. Like, hey, come up with some business ideas. Come, yeah. You know, and, you know, you know, because she was wanting money or whatever. And you guys said, oh, why don't you babysit? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, well, let's do – I have this great idea that you could sell these things in here. Yeah. And I was trying to put that on her. Yeah. Like, actually, the opposite way of what was put on me. Yes. And yeah. I'm trying to get her to own her own business. Yep. But maybe that's not – because she is a red aura. Maybe that's not what that's she wants not, to do. Yeah, that's just not her. Right. And I was, like, and telling I was, you, like, I know, and let I stopped. her be. I did, I did stop. And also, like, sometimes you got to take the cues from the kids. Like, if she wants to learn, you know, the way she needs to learn, I'll facilitate the environment. And then I'm just like, and when you want something different, let me know. We'll brainstorm. Yeah. You know, but I can see her just wanting to do more, like, honestly, schooling feels like her thing. But It could be. And I, I just want to end it, this segment, you know, just because you always tend to end with gratitude. Yes. And there is immense gratitude for me that it took me longer than it should have, mm-hmm. but I got it done. Yeah. And it could have been another 15 years of yeah. me doing the teaching yeah. and every day asking, you know, why am I not working for it? Why am I here? What am I doing? Yeah. It took me 20, but I'm grateful that it didn't, that I finally figured it out. Yeah. So, I mean, most people probably would have figured right. it out earlier, but. See, stop there with I that. Had, yeah. It's so annoying. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm grateful too. I'm grateful for for all the work that we've done. All right, you know. Let's take a quick break. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What are you grateful for? Well, as I just discussed, I'm really grateful for 
you know, starting my own practice. Uh-huh. But I'm also grateful for Lumi because I've been smelling a lot better. Lumi body deodorant is your go-to. Where do you use it? Oh, okay. We're going there. All right. So I'm in the shower. I kind of lift my leg okay, a little. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's enough. Are you sure? Enough, yeah. I could go. No, that's enough of that. All right. I know you like their body wash. Yeah. Well, Lumi deodorant was created by an OBGYN who discovered BO isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all over thing. So she developed a pH optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to block odor everywhere, not just your pits, but your privates, feet, and beyond. It's a whole body deodorant. It is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. It is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor up for 72 hours. It's baking soda free and paraben free. It's pH balanced for use below the belt. And it is clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. And for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more too. Use code KYA at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Thank you for making Lumi this holiday season smell a whole lot better. What is the point of accessing your inner child aura? I'll start this way. I was watching the Barbie movie and in the beginning they were showing all these different types of Barbies and it, it hit me. I saw totally hair Barbie. (laughs) I was just thrown back to a childhood version of myself. I haven't thought about that Barbie in forever, like 30 years for a second. And I was thrown completely back to the version of me. I was obsessed with totally hair Barbie. And I see it in the movie theater. I'm like, oh my God, it's totally hair Barbie. And I smelled the Depp hair gel that she came with. And I felt her smooth, crimped hair. And I was just taken back. Total nostalgia. My A part of my brain that was shut down woke up. <laughs> and But then something else came with that nostalgia. I remember in the, in the same moment, instantaneously, feeling kind of lonely and sad and really isolated. And I remember the feeling I had around this doll. It really brought me back to my mentality, my mindset of that time. Kind of like a, a time travel experience in my brain. I remember feeling like I was so lucky to have a doll like that, but also really scared. I'd never get another one. And I remember it being such a big deal to me that I had that doll. And I was always so worried I'd lose it like this this association with having something you love also meant it could be taken away from you at any moment. And I felt that. And I'm putting words to it, but it was more like a feeling, a feeling a kid has of just a truth, an agreement. And I had all of this this emotion and it brought me back to a lot of fear I had back then about what you love being taken away and not feeling safe and not feeling secure. And I couldn't put all that into words because I was, you know, in a movie theater with my kids eating popcorn. It was such a quick feeling. So easy to shove off. But 
I came back to it for this episode um, because it was nostalgia, but then it was swift emotion. And right there, what I described to you is some stuck inner child aura stuff or just inner child stuff, you could call it. That's what it feels like. Maybe you've had that. Maybe you've seen a picture of yourself and all of a sudden you remember everything or maybe you see a toy or you open a box in someone's garage and you just see something and you're like, whoa. And it just, it brings you back with the nostalgia something else. And that something else is a frozen piece of you that we are going to poke at. We're going to defrost a bit today. So if you can relate to that story with my totally hair Barbie, um, you have some stuck inner child stuff too, some frozen in time inner child stuff. And I bet you definitely do. Because since doing readings, I noticed that looking at a childhood photo could unlock a lot of who you authentically are. But that which has been hidden via programming, via agreements you make as a kid, which are just ultimate and forever truths that you just, it becomes part of you um, based on what you're dealing with. And, and trauma, and trauma too. So a lot of that locks you away and something else takes over. And even if you have the best childhood, you know, it, this happens best or worst childhood. There are agreements you made along the way, which are keeping you stuck in a state of suspended energetic animation, meaning you can free up parts of you stuck in the past in order to send that energy instead to spaces for your present and future. I love talking about this. I've got, I'm getting more into it, especially because just in my readings, like I said, looking at pictures of you as a kid, oh my gosh, it's like next level depth. I've been getting doing that. Um, but if you want to go back into KYA archives, episode 174 is more specific about what the inner child aura is. So I get more, today's more the next step to that, but that's more specific about inner child aura. And episode 78 is how auras present themselves in children, which is seriously one of my favorite episodes I've ever done is episode 78, because you can really kind of tap into who you are. Also, I made a quiz and that is I'm so excited. It's the Inner Child Aura Quiz. You can go to knowyouraura.com and take it right now. It is free and it is fast and it can give you a little jump. You can take it right as you're listening to me right now. You can go take it if you're on your phone. And um, and so that's going to help you with this episode too. Get an idea about yourself so you can kind of understand this a little better. But what are the signs of a wounded inner child? On episode 174, I dive so much deeper into this. But here I just I'm doing this really quick and then we're gonna jump into what we're talking about more for this episode. But signs of a wounded inner child would be in your life you get like frustrated or irritated or short on patience a lot, kind of like a kid. Uh, you can have really big reactions to unmet needs. A little t- you can have a temper tantrum problem or you can make mountains out of molehills or just get really anxious or stressed out when something's just not the big deal that you feel it is inside. You can have childish childish outbursts, um, saying things you don't mean, being just you know, you, some people just have a mouth, you know, without a filter. Some people do. And that's that's a sign of a wounded inner child. Uh, you can just really feel like no one understands you or you don't feel heard. You can have feelings, but you don't know what they are. Or you know you're upset, but you don't know why. Or you can't find words to describe a feeling. That's another thing with wounded inner child stuff. Really low self-esteem. Um, another thing is being really mean to yourself. Your inner critic is tough. Your judge and jury on you are meanies all the time. 
uh, immaturity, just feeling immature in certain areas of your life. This can pop up too, like with, like you can be a really mature person, but with money, like you're not, or you're a really mature person, but when you meet up with your little sister, you start getting into fights like you're eight years old again. So immaturity in certain parts of your life that can pop up patterns of self-sabotage. If you're purple bombing, if you're doing stuff that you look back and you're like, why did I do that to myself? What's wrong with me? Like you can't get out of things in a more responsible way. So you blow up your life instead. Fear of abandonment, fear of commitment, and just basically major boundaries with expressing what you need. Um, I'm sorry, major issues with setting boundaries or expressing what you need. Know Your Aura podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is the holiday season. It's here. It's approached us. And I get anxiety this time of year. And I get anxiety about getting anxiety. I want to actually enjoy it, not rush through it. Yet at the same time, I don't want to forget anything. This time of year is always a lot. I mean, I know it's natural to feel anxiety about it, but adding something positive to my life counteracts some of these feelings. Therapy is a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, something that makes me feel grounded and gives me tools to manage everything going on. I have used lessons from therapy throughout my whole life in creating and setting boundaries or dealing with my own anxiety. It's not just for people who've experienced trauma. It is for daily living situations to make the most out of this life day to day. If you're thinking of starting therapy, perhaps give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's very uh, convenient, flexible. It's suited to your schedule. You fill out this brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KYA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KYA. So those are all signs that you have some sort of wounded inner child. And listen, like I said, you can have the best flipping childhood ever. Trust me, I see a picture of you as a kid and it's like, oh, I see the little frozen spots in your aura that need to come back. For me, it, it, it well, I'm going to talk about that more specifically. Um, but this is really for everyone. It's a great thing to dive into to, again, unleash energy that can be used in other areas of your life in a more developed way. But today we are going to be talking about going back to a state where you can really explore your inner child aura and connect with it. So think about right now, just think about like when you were five years old and think about your first day of school and how you felt being dropped off by whoever dropped you off that day. Uh, maybe you felt lonely or sad. Maybe you felt excited. Maybe you don't remember this at all, like at all. But let's say you have some sort of memory that does stand out to you. What is it? The first part of all this is thinking about really imprinted times in your childhood. They're not imprinted for no reason. They're imprinted because usually when you have an imprint of a memory, you made some sort of agreement there. So I'm just using first day of school when you're five as as an example. But think about an imprinted early memory. There is a reason why you have that. And it's so important to you. Good. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be neutral. I mean, these were the times in our life when we were the most vulnerable and impressionable. And our auras, like when you're a kid, oh man, like when 
Oh, that's why I love looking at all your little, your, your kids' auras, you as a kid, or if you have kids, I love looking at that. I just look at it. I love looking at children's auras. They're so pure. They're amazing formations. They're so beautiful. They're, they're very close to source and they're who you are, uh, essentially who you are, um, before anything came and you know, bruised it up a little bit. And I'll tell you what, even auras that have been bruised and battered and torn up and (laughs) shredded, those are beautiful too, because you fought the good fight and you're here. Don't get me wrong. But looking at your, your little kid pictures, I love looking at that because your auras are amazing formations. All of our auras are amazing formations and they react and they change and they adapt. And, and when you're a kid, they do this so easily. So, so fluidly. They're so adaptable. They're so pure. They're so clear. And the outside events which come up upon them create these fractures and create these these adaptations and these little shields. Um, some good, some not so great, some neutral. So let's say back to the first day of school example, you felt lonely, isolated, and separated in a really sad way from your family. Maybe you didn't feel connected to your teacher. You felt left out by your peers. You're just like really sad. The agreement could have been, agreement meaning a law you make in your head that your subconscious decides is true for everything now without your conscious mind being aware of it. Let's say the agreement you make on that day could have been, I'm not going to fit in ever. Fast forward today, how do you feel entering new experiences and meeting new people? Could you find that same agreement moving forward now? Okay. That may have been about me. I may have been, I may have taken my own five-year-old Mystic Michaela's (laughs) kindergarten feeling and how I feel now. (laughs) That's why I love meeting you guys because you guys all get it. But, you know, in normal world, that is a five-year-old me agreement. That is from a frozen sex, a frozen piece of me that we're still working on over here. So the snapshot of you at five years old could still be running the show. You know, that energy from that, when it got frozen in time, when you made that agreement, that could be running the show. We make these silent agreements as children, which live freely in our subconscious and totally unnoticed by yet ruling our conscious mind and finding them through our inner child work is a way in which to free our energy to be as it was and bring forward in order to allow it to start evolving and and growing again. Because when it's frozen, it stays at that time. Like five-year-old you frozen on your first day of school issue is still that way. So we have to free it up by noticing it um, and, and letting, and letting ourselves emote. Cause a lot of times you go right back to that feeling and allowing yourself to see like where that same emotion is presenting itself in other situations today. Cause it's holding us back. It's holding us back. Many times I will read someone and they, uh, had an aura color as a child they don't have today, but in something like they're passionate about, it can start to make its way forward a little bit, like pop in for certain things. So sometimes, and I'm going to give you examples, but sometimes in something they're stressed about, it, it'll pop in too. And I'll see a lot of times like parents of children start meeting up with their own inner child auras as they parent. All of a sudden it may reawaken their need to play or create memories they themselves were deprived of um, and didn't get to play out. You know, when I was teaching, 
this was like a big problem. Of course, they didn't talk about it in aura colors, but in, cause I went to like, uh, I got my master's in education too. So like they would even address it in my master's level cl- classes. They would, they would address it in the, um, cause they had programs like for first year teachers in the actual school district I was employed in like this. So they would talk about it then too. And they would say like, Hey guys, <laughs> cause this must be a problem. Cause you know, like when somebody starts that way, Oh, this must happen a lot. Like they would say like, Hey, you're not you're not the little kid anymore. Meaning it can be very triggering for some teachers, especially if you're new to go in and uh, like kind of see yourself play out in a bunch. I've taught middle school in a bunch of like 12 year olds. So if you were the, if you were kind of the odd one out that was picked on all the time, you know, and then you're going, now you're the adult and you're the teacher and you're seeing, you're seeing kind of like the mean click picking on, you know, the odd one out and you're really kind of, Identity, you know, you can't. How do I? You can't keep the chip on your shoulder from you as a kid. You know, this was like a real problem for a lot of people because they would get thrown back into their own issues as kids and play them out with the students in real time. It's not some. I think it's something that like a lot of first year teachers deal with. Um. Because you see yourself in a lot of the kids and then you're like, oh my God, that was me. Or, oh my God, that was me. And then, and then you see like some other kids, you're like, that was not me, but I know who that kid was, you know? So it's these, it really brings you back to those frozen spots in your time. And then you kind of see it in a different stage playing out in front of you, but you're the adult. Anyways, it can reawaken your inner child or in those experiences too. So being a parent, being a teacher, I don't know, like going into new situations, feeling like the odd one out, whatever it is that triggers something that happened to you as a kid and you're kind of stuck there, it's going to pop up today. And I'm going to tell you an example of that with a client as soon as we come back. You can understand sounds no matter what languages you speak or are learning. And just like that, you know you are learning a new language with Babbel. You know, I was a former Spanish teacher. I had to learn a second language. And as somebody who's had to learn a second language, I really appreciate Babbel and their style as now I am learning French. Babbel is designed by real people for for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. For instance, one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash aura. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash aura spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash aura. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay. So this is my story. I think things make sense when they're in an example. So I had a client and she, I was looking at her picture as a kid and she had yellow in her aura, but she didn't have it as an adult. She was more like purple blue, but it was interesting because then I was looking at her pictures now that she was a mom and, and the yellow was like squeezing, it was trying to come back. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Like it, it left for a real long time and then she had some kids and I saw the, the yellow trying to squeeze back in there. Uh, but she had a childhood herself 
where she wanted a lot of things she saw other kids have, you know, the birthday parties, you know, you, you, that's what you do as a kid. Like, and she was a yellow kid too. And yellows see things how they are on paper. You know, oh, everybody has this sh- these shoes. I want this shoes. Everybody's having this kind of party. I want to have this kind of party. Or they have ideas or they just want to fit in or they just, they notice things and, and they like things to be like aesthetic and, and kind of, you know, yellow or a kids, they, they have ideas and they want control over how they're, they're acted out. And she didn't, she didn't get to do any of that because she herself had a single mom who struggled to make ends meet. And she learned to let a lot of stuff go. And as a mom now, she was determined to make sure her kids had all the things. They had yearbooks, they had seasonal outfits, they had the best snacks, you know, for the classroom parties, they had the PTA mom, they had the photos with the photographer, you know, where everybody matches. <laughs> they, they had the good birthday parties, the backpacks, which matched the lunch boxes, all the things, all the things she never got. She made sure her kids had it. And her yellow was a little kind of anxious about it. Her yellow was a little over the top about it. And perhaps she was wanting it a bit more than her kids actually did. And then she was like, hey, wait a second, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. Why aren't you saying thank you? And it's it's kind of like in the reading, it was like made clear that uh, she was seeing that perhaps her yellow was coming back to her as a mom, which is amazing. But without awareness, it was more about her five-year-old self and what her five-year-old self wanted and what her, you know, her, the kid version of herself didn't get. And she wasn't really listening to the kids and what they wanted. You know, it was more about her little kid trying to do it for the, for herself instead of for, instead of listening to the people around her, if that makes sense. And it was also causing her just a lot of anxiety and she wasn't getting a ton of gratitude from the kids from it because it wasn't important to them the way it was for her. And so that was, you know, that was causing her stress and sadness when she wasn't getting gratitude. But at the same time, it's like nobody asked, you know, and, and who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for us? Or are you doing it kind of for like little inner child you? And, and, you know, which for them, you know, the kids had everything they wanted and they were now just kind of putting up with mom's five-year-old yellow aura, kind of making them do all the stuff that made her feel safe. Um, and through auras, it's just really interesting to find out what it is that makes you you and where it comes out through both need or through play or passion in your life today, the way you can focus that energy into the spaces and you can let it grow and evolve, not in a place where it feels like stuck and anxious like like my client did. And she totally understood this. Like it, it was like, whoa, catalyst moment, like holy cow. And it freed up her yellow aura to pursue some artistic stuff she wanted to do. She was like really good with photography and artwork or she did something really crazy. I can't, I don't even know. It like looked really cool. But all of that, instead of fighting her kids, making sure they were getting stuff, like they were fine. You know, she did it. She, she gave her, she gave her kids the life that they needed, not the life that she had needed, the life that they need. She did it. And now she could use that energy, that yellow aura that was kind of coming back to her. She could use that for what she wanted to do and what was really, again, because that's what it should have been in the first place. You can't fix the past, but you can put it towards the future, you know? So it's, it's, it's a subtle thing, but when you see how much it can free you up, you know, healing yourself this way is about validating what happened to you by going back to when you feel safe enough to do so. And and her understanding that was like, whoa, I feel safe enough to do this now. I understand I, I did. I, I, I'm successful. I gave the my kids exactly what they needed. 
in the way they need it, not the way I needed it, the way they need it. And now I'm st- now I'm going to take that energy and give it give myself what I need now. So cool, right? That's that's real inner child work. That's why I love pairing it with auras because it's just easier to see it through the lens of the aura. But again, episode 174, I get a little bit more into every single aura color with it. But let me tell you another uh, story. This works a little different. I had another client. She gave me a picture of herself at like 14 years old. And she was purple blue now, like in her now, her present picture, but way more purple back then with the blue. Now she was more blue with the purple. And back then she was more purple with the blue. And then her 14 year old self, I mean, she was really like the purple was dark and the blue was dark and the purple was like, I don't know, spicy looking like, like, like that. And typical teenager in some ways, but, but it's kind of sad too. So anyways, she was really headstrong as her teenage self. And she looked like a kid who had to fight to get what she wanted all the time. And I felt like she was constantly dealing with people telling her no, telling her she wasn't good enough. Like she was always fighting against these outside voices, constantly saying that she was like bad for just being purple. You know, you're bad. You're this, you're disorganized. You're mouthy, you know, purples, especially purple teenagers can get picked on a lot by family. If they don't understand their kid, um, if, they misconstrue honesty for rudeness because purples tend to be mic drop truth tellers. But anyways, now her adult self, her purple is kind of faded and her blue was really bigger. And it was a little victim blue looking, you know, because we all, hey, if you're blue and if you're indigo, we've all been there. Okay. So no shame in being a little victim blue from time to time. But she was doing a little, she was doing victim blue a little bit, but she was open to understanding this. And, uh, and, and, and what happened was, and I saw it just from looking at her kid picture to now, at some point she believed everything that was told about her. And, um, and, and as a kid, like she used all that purple to fight them off. She was like, pow, 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 fight, fight, fight with my purple and rebellious. And I, you're mad. I'll make you madder. Oh, I messed up. I'll messed up. I'll mess up bigger. Oh, I embarrass you now. I'll embarrass you. you. Want to see embarrass you? Here we go. And that purple was working so hard. What happened was it kept the blue really juvenile. So the blue was really stuck at whatever age she needed to start fighting off people. So that, and if I do it without colors, it would be like she got. She she had a lot of adaptations in her behavior to save her own feelings and emotions and um, her sensitive self, her vulnerability. So her purple got real good at deflecting, but her blue stayed a little, little kid inside. So now what was happening in her life with the victim blue thing is that if like anyone said anything to her, it, it felt the same as when she was a kid. And people were attacking her. So like she has she has kids now. So if her kids were like, oh, I don't like the cereal you picked out at the grocery store. She's like, oh, my God. You know, like it became the same thing as what she heard when she was a kid. Or if a friend didn't call her fast enough, you know, back immediately took it them, uh, uh, took it personal. Or if she was getting basically she was getting victimized by everything in her life, which she was perceiving as criticism because her, her little kid blue aura was like very frozen in time and just needed to be released so that she could catch up with things. And honestly, just understanding that is what does it. And she was like, got it. Okay. 
what's, you know, understanding that she was always fighting this narrative from a young age. And at some point she focused so much on fighting with that purple than dealing what it did to her with the blue, like meaning she never got to develop herself emotionally because she never felt safe enough to do that. And it was keeping her emotional self or her blue aura self still very much at that 14 year old state and allowing herself to see that and letting it begin to mature and grow and evolve the way she needed it to remove the narrative of attack she was receiving from the entire world, thus improving her relationship like with herself and source and, you know, her, her husband and her kids and probably everybody really. So, you know, when you let yourself go to these places, man, it can be very emotional. Be very emotional. It can hit you. It can hit you in ways that you don't expect it. I did um this fall. I did a psychic workshop, and we took pictures of ourselves as kids. and And the whole thing was like you're supposed to get get a picture of yourself as a kid and like prop it up next to your laptop or something, and then write a letter to yourself. <laughs> that was that was one of the things, and. You know, you guys are so amazing when you come and and come to workshops and stuff because you're like, oh, let's do it, you know. And uh, whoa, the letters you guys, the letters you guys, if you were there, you know. But the letters people were writing were deep, and they were layered, and they surprised people with the amount of emotion they brought up. And you were supposed to write to yourself, like, um. Like as, as if you, you know, talking to yourself as a kid. So it's kind of, you know, dear, I'll use my name, dear Megan, you know, dear, dear little Megan, I see, you know, and you know, you're so sweet. And I wrote, I wrote one to myself and I was like sobbing hysterically. <laughs> like it was like, oh my God, it's really emotional, but it felt good. And it felt like there's control here. Um, we all, no matter what kind of childhood you had, I think self-parenting is really important. It's really important to do that for yourself. Um, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have wonderful parents, you don't want to take sometimes anything away from them. Like they're your parents. So that's their job. But what if it was your job too, to self-parent? And, and I think that that really happened in these, in these letters we wrote. Um, and, and like when I did it, I just saw myself in that vulnerable state as a child, so much easier so much easier to connect with myself in those spaces where I still feel that way. Um, and, and very easy to forgive myself for things that I've done in reaction to it. Cause I was just trying to protect me just like you'd forgive a kid, just like you'd forgive a little kid for having a temper tantrum or for doing whatever a little kid do because they didn't know how to deal with it in a different way. And that's what you do to yourself when you look at those imprinted places where you're frozen and you address them and you release them and you allow them, you allow them to grow and you tell them that they're safe and you allow them to start moving again and then they can evolve and, and yeah, we begin to see the innocent, vulnerable and pure energies we intrinsically are and then we can have more patience and inspiration for their repair and growth and giving yourself the grace to do that. It's really what inner child aura healing is about. So again, yeah, I, I made an inner child aura quiz. You guys, I'm really excited about this stuff. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> um, 
it's just, just, I don't know. It's just like a little kickstart. It helps you get the journey off in your own life. Like I said, it's free and it's short. And I do it literally because it's fun for me to do this stuff. Like this is my, that's my, that is my inner child aura um, and my passion and what I like to do. So my ideas for you would be like, take it in an inner child state. So I would take it a couple times and pick a few ages. That's what I did. So I would take it like, okay, here's me at five. Like really try to recall times from being five and get into that state. Um, and then maybe take it again at 10 years old and that state and 12 or maybe 14, like whatever, you know, take it a couple times at different states in your life. See what you get. See what you get. It's just a great reflection. And then also um, once you get something, I give ideas in the description for what to do next now. Now, you know, your inner child aura is green. It's like an explanation about that and then some ideas for tapping into it. Um, and try to do some activities that you get in your results, see how they play out. Um, yeah. And, and please give it to, if you have kids, give it to them. It's kid friendly. I love having kids take it. I think that that's so much fun. Uh, and you sometimes you have to remind the kids like, Pick the answer that's most true to you. <laughs> Gotta remind them a little bit. And and please send it to the people in your life and see what they get too. I think having this conversation only helps us all raise our collective vibration. And don't we flip and need that as a collective right now? We sure do. <sighs> all right. Thank you guys. Hey Scotty. Hey guys. All right. So the other day I wake up. I go downstairs. I have this is an incredible smell. It's amazing. It is your meatballs and Sunday sauce oh, yeah. cooking in the green pan slow cooker. Mm. Oh my gosh! When it was dinner time, because we had been smelling it all day, everyone just like ran up to the table. Green pan. I know you can't see it right now, but their slow cooker is gorgeous. Uh, they have eight colors to choose from. I chose stainless steel, but it was hard because you can pick any color that really complements your kitchen. And as someone who cares deeply about my health, it is a relief to know that green pan is free from harmful substances. And I never thought about that until I started thinking about it. And now I will never go back to the way I used to be. So toss those plastic pans and upgrade your cookware this holiday season with green pan head to greenpan.us and use promo code kya and you'll receive 30 percent off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over 99 dollars. that's right 30 percent off so head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code kya or they won't know that we sent you Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Okay, so we're going to play a little game with Scotty here. I have some vintage toys that I'm pretty sure he probably played with when he was a little kid. And I have pictures of them on my phone. He doesn't know what they are. Um, so I'm going to give him the picture. And we're going to see if he has a, you know, I told you about my totally hair Barbie moment. <laughs> like, let's see if you have your own moment. And, okay. if it, and, and, and if we get anything from it, I want to see if we can jog back a feeling with the nostalgia. I'll okay. try my best here. Because, right. you know, like yeah. I said earlier, I, I don't have that many memories. <laughs> okay. I forgot everything. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. Because, like, you're going to remember very vividly probably playing with a toy. Okay. And in that moment, you can probably access your mindset of the time. Okay. And so you have these. I don't know what these are. Let's say I didn't have that one. I just say hey, pass. Like I didn't, Yeah. Okay. You can just say pass. Okay. All right. So here's here's the first one. Here, you can take my phone. Oh, okay. What's All right. that? So that is, yes, I had this. What is it? This is the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Yeah, the like the top comes off, so you could put Han Solo and Chewbacca 
in the in the back and they had yeah. like the cargo thing where you could hide people okay yeah and then yes i love this was one of my favorites was that your favorite toy yeah this probably could have been one of yeah top two or three favorite toys do yep. you remember how it smelled or anything I remember how it smelled. Uh, Do you remember like how it sounded, like clicking it open and shut? Yeah, no, I can't picture can't? that. No. Um, Where did you set it up? Do you remember I mean, that? I know, I know, like I had all the stick. Like, I give you little stickers you put on it. Okay. I know all those were like messed up. Because yeah. I did it like red aura style where I just put them wherever you I wanted. You did it yourself. You know, a yellow would have put them like all the perfect I'm surprised your yellow spot. dad didn't do it for you. Yeah, he might have. Un- no, I think I did these myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a cool... This is really neat. Do you have any memories with that or feelings? Yeah, I mean, I used to play with this all the time and just make up stories yeah. with the characters because I had all the figures, too. Do you have any emotions? Well, I mean, I did. I think I sold it. I you probably did. shouldn't have sold it. Yeah. When did you sell it? Well, like I said earlier, you know, I was a businessman. I wanted to sell things, and I sold every Star Wars figure and thing I had. Yeah. So I sold all the stuff. Oh. Yeah. I sold, I sold it all. I, now, if I could take that back, I would have... Keep them? Kept, kept, kept it. I don't no. know where we would keep it, but yeah. probably like all moldy and it would be cockroaches in the uh, cockpit. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm trying to get to... So yeah. you don't have any like uh, no memory jogging here for mindset of the time? I, I mean, I'm. that's hard for me. You I know. know. Laura, it's a hard game one. for me. Let's do another one. All right. Okay. Uh, I have, All right. That. I don't okay. know what that is. All right. So, oh, this is the Death Star. Okay. <laughs> I had this too. Okay. And this is like, you know, where the bad guys were. This is like Darth Vader's home. I don't know what you call it. But yeah. 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 And then they had like the drawbridge, right? Yeah, do you the feel bridge. anything? Like, it's like, you're, it's like you describe the toy and how to play with it. Yeah. But do you I, have I, any mindset or emotions? Can you like walk it back? <laughs> I mean, probably the worst. <laughs> This is worse than doing need, the pop culture stuff. No, you know what it is? I need Brett here to put you in a hypnosis. Just, just, yeah. And then and then we could get your subconscious just, access that's what you guys through, need. The, yeah. through this. Because I think it's hard for you to walk through and you don't feel any like feelings as a kid. Like, were you like happy, sad, yeah, I mean, or I anything? Think, I mean, I was happy. I, I, love, I love these toys. I mean, I'm sad <laughs> I don't have them anymore. I mean, if we had them right now, I'd probably play with them a little bit. That's yeah, fine. Deep, yeah. deep Scotty. It's hard, Yeah. Deep. Deep I mean, I know I had them in my room. I can't, but I can't remember. Yet the, I the persist, feeling. and yeah, I right. have another one. I have no idea what the heck that is. Do you know oh, what that is? Yeah, What's this that? one. This is the Jawas <laughs> transport system. <laughs> I, took all, I took a bet it was going to be Star Wars, and yeah, it was. If yeah, if, if you're not a Star Wars fan, this makes no sense. To you, but <laughs> this won't yeah, be a this, terribly this long is like segment. where the Jawas would put all the droids. <laughs> so oh. yeah, I remember like throwing all my droids in there. And, you know, like I'd break, you know, they had like missing pieces, their yeah. heads and stuff. They would go in there because like all the droids got messed up in there. Oh, the robots. Okay. Droids are like robots. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you just like to describe them to me. But like what are, yeah. I guess you were like really I'm sad excited. I sold this. I'm sad. The, the, the only thing I can now say oh, is I'm sad I sold all this Why are you stuff. sad you sold it? Oh, there's something there. Why are you I, sad I mean, I like to have them back. Them. I like to. You like to have them back. I mean, they would just be in a closet though. Do you, what's the, do you feel the attachment to them? I do feel attached to these. Yeah. What's the attachment? Like, where, where does that feel like? What does attachment feel like for you? Because it's only oh. sad because it was happy at some point. Maybe. Sadness yeah. can only happen because there was happiness. Like the nostalgia of it? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I don't... Did you feel like, like, I notice when you describe them, you get really hyper and you get like really excited. I okay. bet you were, I bet you're the type of kid, you know, like some people 
have these kids. Some kids are like this, where you walk into the house and they're like, "Let me show you my toys. Uh, this is where you put all the droids, and this is what you do with it." Like, yeah, you sound probably, like you were that type of kid. I could have been. Like, let me tell you. No, no, no. Sit here and don't move. And are you looking? I'm going to tell you everything about every toy. <laughs> That. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I only remember playing with them alone or with my dad. My dad, oh, my that, dad and me used oh, to play Star Wars every night before we went to bed. Oh, you did? That's yeah. nice. So I do remember that. That's like vaguely coming back to me now. Okay, how did you? Uh, how did you remember feeling? That was good. Safe yeah, yeah, that was and connected maybe. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Well. What? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but if it's bad, I'll edit it out. Just say it. <laughs> no, I mean, if there's. <laughs> <laughs> just admitted that on the show. I did. Well, what, maybe one parent was more, although very yellow yeah. in nature, maybe one was more supportive of me maybe possibly owning that own business that I talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be the one that played Star Wars. With <laughs> right. Me. Well, your dad. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So are you kind of, that's interesting that that's coming back yeah. to you through the, that yeah. feeling like you okay. felt safe and supported. Right. In those times. Yeah. I mean, he was just too yellow. He was just trying to protect you. He was just too yellow. At the end of the day, people just try to, they do their best. Yeah. That is true. Parents do their best. All right, I got one more because I thought this was, this is funny. Oh my gosh. This, (laughs) yes, this is what I played. (laughs) What is it? It it is Rainbow Bright. I, because your sister, I figured. Yeah, she, she had all the Rainbow Brights. Yeah, Yeah. she had the whole collection. What do you She loved these things. Yeah. They were all over her bed. Oh. Uh, she used to watch Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealers, Stealers? Yeah. Starlight Brights or something. Stealers or Star Stealers. The stars. There were like, something like that. Mean ones and nice ones. I don't know. I, I remember that too. Yeah, and she would watch that show on repeat. Oh. Like hundreds of times. Yeah. <laughs> how are you watching this so many times? How many how many times are you gonna watch this? Um, what do you feel with that? Do you feel anything towards your sister? Sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. That's a very nice toy. She had that and the Care Bears. The Care Bears, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could be. I feel mixing like, the two up also. The, the, I, don't, I don't know if it was. Yeah, I could be mixing that, the two. Wait, did they merge? Was Star Stealers Rainbow Bright or was that Care Bear? I forget. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's a really nice. So yeah, cool. what what kind of feelings do you feel like that like yeah, relationship like, with your sister yeah, like a nice coming time. through? Yeah, a nice time, like yeah. a, like a simpler time where we both kind of had to protect each other. That's interesting. From so you're feeling that come through that yeah. memory, like where you're protecting her. Yeah, and or she, each other, and she protects you too. Yeah, we were, we were really close as kids. I know. I we, know we you talked were. about the uh, the dance a couple <laughs> the <laughs> at horror, the wedding the a few episodes ago, yes. but yeah. No, yeah, you were. We were close as kids. That's interesting when you see the rainbow bright that comes through. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about this exercise a little bit deeper I, than you thought it would be? A little bit deeper. I think for me, it's not going to be the best, but I think for other people, this is really <laughs> going to be better for them. And that's what we're actually going to do next with people who put this up in the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So I was checking out our new sponsor's uh, Instagram page, Soul. Really... It's kind of cool. It's really neat. It's a it's a brother and sister duo, Mike and Angie. Uh, the the it's really welcoming. But I just I mean obviously they figured out working for themselves way before I did. <laughs> uh, but they probably didn't have these problems I did as a kid, as I talked about earlier. But yeah, it's really neat. Uh, I love that it's just the two of them yeah. kind of doing it. That really I mean that I love it. Yeah, well, this podcast is sponsored by Soul. Soul was founded four years ago, exactly, by the brother and sister duo Mike and Angie Lee. Mike's a former world-ranked professional boxer, actually, yep. and Angie is a an author and a professional speaker. And they had this desire to create these natural alternatives to medication that tackle problems they deal with themselves, like sleeplessness, anxiety, 
focus and pain. I love their sleepy. When my mind is racing before bed, taking a little sleepy helps me just go right into it's just the most natural sleep. And then when you wake up, it's like, okay, it it just feels very easy. (laughs) And it is time to feel like you again with soul head to get soul.com slash KYA and use code KYA for 20% off your order. That's 20% off your order using code KYA. One last time, get soul.com slash KYA and code KYA for 20% off. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Okay, so I put over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page, I put this post, um, what were your favorite nostalgic toys as a child and what are your aura colors? And I totally said Pixar a bonus. And this was such a rabbit hole of nostalgia. I am loving it. We, we just picked a bunch of just yeah, ones I mean, that stood out to us. They were all great. They really were. But there was, was like fun. over 350 of them or something like that. So, But they were all they were all good to look at. I mean, it was great. It's just fun. It's a fun thread to go through because it really jogs your memory. And yeah. I remembered a bunch of stuff today I totally forgot about because of this thread. So, okay. All right. So you got you go first. You go first. All right. I picked out this one first only because recently we were working with this bear. Kate, Casey Ann S. writes, talking Teddy Roxpin. I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> Teddy Roxpin? Roxpin? Ro- I think it's Roxpin. Ro- R-O-X pin? Okay. He was on my Christmas list, and all my friends had him. I couldn't wait to have one of my own. You put in the cassette, and he reads to you. <laughs> I don't know why he was so cool, but I love that he was animated, and the voice was so soothing. Well, you're never going to think of him the same, because Tim the Long-Haired Ghost Hunter has a Teddy Roxpin that actually talks without a tape. Yeah, he talks to ghosts. The and he talks to ghosts. It's the creepiest thing ever. But I remember Teddy Roxpin. His eyes would like open and yeah, shut. I vaguely remember And like this you'd one. hear his eyes blink. Like, yeah. Eh, eh, but, eh, uh, yeah. Really cool entry, though. <laughs> Wait, what was her aura? She put uh, oh, there? sorry. Yes, she's purple, green, and indigo. Okay. All right. I took one from Cassandra G. Sky Dancers and Pretty Pretty Princess, and obviously, you know, pink. She's a pink aura. Okay. I thought that was that was a cool one. This one I just picked because tons of people put this one down. Andrea uh b writes beanie babies oh yeah my mom still has a tub of them for me because i refuse to let them go now my baby has a beanie baby fox that she takes everywhere and rubs her nose with its tail like i did with my bunny and she is pink i think pinks would be yeah the the beanie it was a generation yeah generation. like they told us we were going to be rich off those things. oh i know they i remember going to like my friend's house and the mom was collecting beanie babies and she had special beanie baby like plexiglass boxes for each one of them and they were they were worth so much money i remember my mom worked for pbs and they would do like these auctions and they got beanie babies people were buying these things for like hundreds of dollars at the time yes it and it's crazy. And I actually, I could say this is probably the birth of the red rant. Okay. Yes. Because oh, interesting. I, the would, birth of it. <laughs> this is Beanie the, Babies was the birth of the red rant. This could have been my first red rant. Okay. Because they would show it on TV, like you just were saying. Yeah, yeah. And I and it would be like hundreds of dollars. Yes. And I, you know, I couldn't understand it, and my mind would go crazy. Like, how could they be charging people for you know a two dollar stuffed bear? Yeah. Hundreds of dollars. So I'm assuming, yeah, this could have been. They were limited. Like they only made a certain amount, yeah, and there were yeah. different rare ones. They had books. Like if you got a book, and oh my god, this is totally right. jacking my mind. The Princess Diana one. Yeah. Oh my god. And I kept on telling. Well, I kept on telling people like they're not going to be worth anything. Don't yeah. spend your money. So the birth of the first red rant. So I guess you were right, Scott. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Melissa D. 
Oh, I picked this one because this, this toy always didn't make sense to me. Melissa D put the light bright. Of course, she's like green, blue to go. My grandparents had one. It was my favorite. I never understood how to work the light bright. I didn't. My purple had no patience for a light bright. Yeah. I, <laughs> At I, all. No, I like the light bright, but it, yeah, to follow the whole pattern was the annoying. The pattern. So you make your own pattern? You, I would just write high and yeah. then be done. The, yeah, we write just two letters or write things. <laughs> like, hey. So you, light bright would be for uh And then I was like, okay, I'm done it. with this toy. And those flipping things, like I wasn't organized to keep them together. So they just, yeah. They were all over the house too. Light those bright were not, it was not for me, but I can see a green totally being in a light bright. Okay. Or yeah. a yellow maybe even. Or it was a like yellow. Very greeny organized yellow. if you put the. Yeah. Green purple, in, especially. I can in, see yeah. them like making a whole production out of it, like the right way. All right, go ahead. And the commercial was always wrong because the the light bright, light bright, light bright, you know, it yeah. was like a whole commercial. They had like a gazillion light brights. You'd have to buy so many light bright kits to do anything they were doing in that commercial. That is an excellent point. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, go ahead. All right, CJB. Now, I'm going to go to the end of this. She does say she likes Barbie. She does say she likes big wheels. Big but, wheels. But, yeah. Oh, my God, I love my big wheels. But this is the part that stood out for me. <laughs> And it says, I'm going to go with the rake. <laughs> what rake. color is she? What word? Uh, we'll, we'll get it. We'll okay, get it. Okay. Because I loved raking leaves in our driveway <laughs> into house plan formations. <laughs> I rake a living room, a hallway, a bathroom, a bedroom. I rarely played in them. I just liked making them. <laughs> She's been quick confirmed as yellow and indigo. Okay. So okay. She, and she put a picture of a green rake. Oh, my God. And I love this one. That's great. Can you imagine you have a kid that's just out there? Like, raking. Wait, what's her name again? What's her name? Uh, CJ. What's CJ doing? Ah, she's out there with the rake again. <laughs> like, okay. That was everyone's nightmare. Let her go. Yeah. <laughs> Let CJ be. Like, nobody wanted a rake. I, I charged my parents when they wanted me to rake. Um, after this thread, I've decided that tricolor tri auras have something in common. They like all the ugly toys okay. that I never liked because I felt like they creeped me out. And one of them would be trolls. Chrissy M. wrote, grew up in the 90s. These plush trolls were my absolute favorite. That and Barbies and Beanie Babies too. Yeah, but the troll dolls, she's tricolored. She's purple, yellow, blue. But I never understood the trolls. I remember the trolls. I didn't like trolls. I wasn't into trolls. My sister was so into trolls. Yeah, I never... They creeped me out. I didn't like... I didn't like that they were They were ugly. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> not for me either. <laughs> so you're saying the trolls are a... Because, like a, anything weird... Tricolor. I, I would just... Like just perusing through the thread, the tricolors seem to have an affinity for the, the uglier... <laughs> like what I thought in my little indigo purple little me it was like that's ugly i don't like that like if it creeped me out i couldn't have it around me so you didn't like the like gremlin stuff i didn't even like certain baby doll faces oh. like gremlins yeah 100 percent. like the glow worms like oh like i didn't like anything that was weird looking okay like bugs and oh, bugs yeah no all that scared me i didn't like any of that stuff okay all right yeah. we got gabby k now hers were beanie babies she's mm -hmm. purple blue but i liked her sons okay so then she has this picture of her son his favorite toy has been a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, you know, it's been it's vacuum has been his favorite since one. She wow. says he knows all the brands. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, and he likes to pretend he's making demo videos on YouTube about each model. It's like a little infomercial. 
commercial play. Yeah, every trip to Target with him includes at least 10 minutes in the vacuum <laughs> section trying out all the display pieces. Dude, that, that kid has a calling. Yeah. For this, something. Okay. And this, <laughs> and this is a picture she gave us of him and his vintage toy Dirt Devil. What? Let which me we, see. Which we surprised him for his first day of school. She's guessing he's a green. I think his eyes are oh closed in the picture, oh, but probably, yeah. he's either going to be green or yellow, right? He looks like he looks like a little yellow. Yeah, it could be a yellow. He looks I like a, oh, I lost it. Sorry. Okay. He looks like a little yellow. Aww. Oh, man, that's so cute. All right. I got Gurjee K, and she just said Barbies and ponies, and I just picked that because those were mine, too. I love ponies and obviously Barbies. But, you know, purple, blue. I think she's more like me. Like, things have to look cute for me to have them around me as a child. Um, oh, and here's one more. Like, while you're doing – again, Ashley, Ashley uh, W.S. said she loved her toy clown, which is so flippin' creepy. And guess what her aura is? She is a tricolor uh-huh. with the clown. A creepy. Okay. All ahead. right. Here we have Sharon C., who loved Play School's Puzzle Town. You could build and create towns. And I just picked this one because it fit her aura, I thought. She's a yellow-blue. Okay. And that makes actually perfect sense, this toy. I had this one as well. You did? I don't, yeah. I don't even know what you you're talking make, about. You set up, like, the town, and then they would drive through. And it, like I think there was, like, a nurse and a doctor. Okay. And, he, and all the characters, and you make a little town with all the things. And that actually makes sense. Perfect for a yellow-blue. Yeah. For that toy. Uh, Richard Scary? I don't know. Yeah. I, I used to love his town. books as a kid. Yeah. I'm Richard Scary books with all the different animals and stuff. I yeah, remember, I remember that. Um, I picked Jessica M. She is yellow blue and she liked Teacher Barbie, obviously. Okay. Yes. So. Okay. <laughs> like that makes it just now a lot of people loved Barbies, and I just thought this one would sum up all the Barbies. Okay. <laughs> this is from Leah Kay. This is my last one, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But her and her sister were obsessed with them. And I'm just going to read the middle part of her entry. Okay. And we always played house and high school and made them all be in relationships. And as we got older, we had them have Jumanji. <laughs> she wrote that. Is my purple showing now? She- and the answer to that is 100%. Yeah. Yes. Her, her Barbies. Her Barbies were having like, fun. It Don't- was like Euphoria Barbie. It, okay. <laughs> so her Barbies were having a good old time. This I only have two more left. All right. I got it, and I can't. They're both really good. Paula H. speaks for all indigos as she writes this. I love Barbies and Cabbage Patch or any baby dolls. I even name them after my dead relatives. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's nice. I think that's so sweet. I think that's nice. I think that's so sweet because it's so indigo. And she's just like, can you imagine giving your like little five-year-old a doll? And she's like, I'm going to name this after my dead grandma. And it's just like, it's so sweet. But it's also like, oh, it's kind of... Like, are you okay? Yeah. You know, that's like indigo life. <laughs> yeah. Indigo life as a kid. And then Julie, this is my last one. She is turquoise and indigo. And she writes this. All my toys were inanimate objects. <laughs> okay. I gave a whole background story to rocks, bouncy balls, etc. Huh. I once kept an entire icicle family in the freezer for months and cried when my mom melted them. <laughs> oh! <laughs> me of abby yeah I so i had to do that yeah like abby gives me stuff and it's just like crap off the floor people and i'm supposed to just like honor it and okay. keep it places yeah. that one definitely sounded like abby wait you said she was turquoise <laughs> you turquoise uh, oh. indigo okay yeah it sounds like it just sounds like abby something abby would do Our turquoise sure child. Yes, yes it does yeah. <laughs> all right 
Well, we have a quiz, the Inner Child's Aura Quiz. Please go take it on knowyouraura.com. I want to hear over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page um, what you get and what the people that you love get and have your kids take it, see what they get too. This podcast is for you and about you, and I'm so glad that you spent some time with us today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.